0: Welcome. Thank you for listening to another faith-generating word by David Entry. God has packed life in the words of an anointed man of God. Prepare your heart to receive and for your life to change through this anointed message. Be blessed. The quality of Christianity anywhere has to do with the strength of the word there. If the word is not there, it can be superstition. It's just religious or some traditional behavior. But where God's word isn't, God isn't. In the beginning was the word, the word was with God, and the word was God. In the beginning, God said, He always begins with the word. If God is coming to visit you, you come with the word. If Satan wants to really damage and attack you, you come and attack the word. Sometimes I find it interesting when people who people think they are so smart, as uh, so of this Christianity, have questions. Everybody has questions. Don't you even have questions about your health? You have questions about your hair. Up to now, I don't know why some part of my hair only grows. The other one, you know. But there are things about your life you don't understand. The reason why your dad is the way he is, you don't understand your mom. Those of you who are married sometimes, you just don't understand your wife. You don't understand. Life is always, you can never finish knowing. So it's preposterous to assume that you can know everything about God. Can you imagine God? You want, the sea, We can't even finish knowing about the sea. You want to know about everything about God. That's preposterous. For someone, sometimes, especially people who, they look at Christianity, and it's all these people are just... They are mad or they don't know what they are talking about. Meanwhile, you, 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 you haven't even passed finished degree. Somebody asked me a question the other time. Why is it that Christian, there are so many Christians poor if God blesses? I said when they came, they came poor. They were poor. Christianity didn't make them poor. They came poor. Okay. You came poor, and then we are just trying to help you reduce your level of poverty. So one day, people ask those kind of questions, you're wondering. You don't, you, you, you don't have understanding. Sometimes you are so disappointed you deceived to think that your questions are so authentic. By so porous, like they came to Jesus to trap him. In the book of Luke, they said, in fact, the Herodians sent, so they come and trap him, I think in Luke chapter 22 or so. to come and ca- So they will catch him by where he says. So they didn't come even to find out. They came to catch him I believe maybe it's Luke 22, or something. to catch him in his insane. And so they asked him, Master, is it right to pay taxes? And he wrote Luke 11, saying, Waiting to catch him in his way. Well. What, what question did they ask him? Please. Where is, They said that, is it right to pay taxes? That's the one I'm talking about. That one, too, they came to tempt him. Is it right to pay taxes to Caesar? Because if you say to the Jew, pay taxes to Caesar, you Know, normally religiously, it's not right, it doesn't sound well. I said, So it's rather looked at is it lawful? Is it lawful to pay to give tribute to Caesar or not? And you know why they were asking the previous questions before, yeah. And they asked him, Say, Master, we know that you are uh, teaching, but if you read before, they came to tempt him, they came to tempt him, they, they came, yeah. And they watched him and sent forth spies, which should feign themselves as, as themselves just men, that they might take hold of his words. That's what they came to They they behave like they are one of the church members. And they are like, oh, they're journalists. They are journalists, kind. I don't know why pastors should be interested in always talking to journalists. That's just up there. So they came to ask him and when they asked him the question he said bring me a coin and they brought it and said whose head is on the coin? he said Caesar, so what's wrong if you give it to Caesar that his head is on the, They give it to him <laughs> and no one asked him a question again because sometimes when you think you have a very powerful intellectual question you are not aware that you are so narrow minded on the subject So when I meet meet people, they will say, I have a question. I have a lot of questions. I, I get excited. I get it. Just that I feel sorry for people when they want to come and ask me questions. Because you might not like the answer. Depending on where you are coming from. The answer might not be in your favor. I will give you an answer that will let you know how, not all the time, but sometimes ignorant you are. So when we come to church, that is why one of the things we should be doing in church, besides the shouting, which is part of it, is to be learning from the things of God. Don't let unbelievers make you feel sorry or not make you feel unproud. No. Unbeliever, I don't envy you. I don't envy you. I don't care what you have. what you have. I don't care which uni you have been to. I don't care where you live. I don't care where you work. I don't care how you look. You can even be a prince and relocate to America if you are an unbeliever. No, 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 no. Why would I envy someone going to hell? No. Since I got born again, over 30 years ago, I've never given any singular unbeliever an opportunity to feel better than me. You can feel yourself, but you won't let me feel less than you. No! You are an unbeliever. I've never, I've never desired and craved to be in the company of unbelievers. Doesn't matter what they have. That's why I don't even know a lot of all the so-called stars. I really don't care about them. But, you know, you have to be aware of what... I just... I, just, I met one huge football star standing by me. I didn't even know who it was. I said, but who is this guy? Everybody just can't be bothered, and it doesn't take from me. One thing I know, that Jesus is Lord. Really, I want to preach about soul winning. So winning. In the book of, I like to hold my Bible. In the book of, I'm just thinking on where to start from. Okay, let me start from that one and go, here and go here. So, in the book of Mark, or let's start from Matthew, Mark, because, because Matthew, Mark, okay. In the book of Matthew, chapter 20, 21, verse 3. Mark, chapter 11, verse 3. Luke, chapter 19, verse 31. Right? All right? I think it will just do justice to start rather from the verse 1, because I'm going to verse 3. Matthew chapter 21, verse 1. Or oh, you like Mark chapter 11, verse 1. It's all saying the same thing. So let's just take one. And when they drew near unto Jerusalem and were come to Bethphage, unto the Mount of Olives, they sent, then sent Jesus two disciples. Two, two is important. You should have sent one, but it always, because Christianity cannot be just one. It's between me and God. You don't understand Christianity. It's between us and God. So God doesn't just focus on me, focus on us. Because a body. We are a body, according to First Corinthians chapter 12. So now it's I send them to the disciples. Look at the next verse. It says, saying unto them, Go into the village, say village. Say village. Yes. Say village. Yes. Go into the village over against you and straight away you shall find an ass tied. That's so winning. They are tied plenty in the village, in the city. Soon as you will see. When you see, this is very interesting. It, said, it didn't say go and look for. You'll find. You'll find. That person you met on the bus is a tied ass. And you dare not leave that ass still tied. Tied and a coat with her. Lose them and bring them to me. When you enter the village, you see it and God will let you see it. In other words, your movements are supernaturally inspired. Because how come they went that path? Where the, I was wondering, what the, where the donkey is, that's where they went. Jesus said, Go into the he says, when you enter the village. Obviously, there will be different places to, from uh, 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 routes to enter a village. But he said, when you enter, so upon entering, the one you see is the one, and he said, No answer, lose that coat, lose that ass and bring him to me. And if anybody asks, but why are you doing this outreach? thing? I have a verse three. And if any man says unto you, uh, you uh, anyone says anything to you, you shall say, The Lord. Has need of them. And immediately you see Luke chapter 19, verse 31. And if any man asks you, why do you lose him? That you shall say unto him, because the Lord has need of this guy. The Lord has need of that's why I'm preaching to you. That's why we go out. We are not going out because we want to look good. We are going now because the Lord has need of someone who has been tired. Yeah. Some of you, you are such a blessing to this church. Some of you are such a blessing to your family since you became born again. Since you became born again, you are, you, you are like cold water on a rainy uh, on a very hot day to family members because your life is speaking so beautifully. To the extent that people are now beginning to force to reconsider this God thing because of you. Why should you have been left to have been tied? No. No. That is the essence of going somewhere and telling people the Lord has need of you. That's why we do outreach. But sadly, some of you, this essence, you, you won't go because it's all about you. It's all about you. When you say we are going to do our toys, so oh, you will find something to do. You will find. Listen, everybody is busy. Yeah, I know some people are not busy, but then generally, generally, everybody is busy. You always have something to do. Some of you, much of your time is engaged on your phone. Yeah. You are always busy on your phone. Always, if you are not watching pictures, you are chatting, you are gossiping. You are not gossiping. You are surfing. If you are not surfing, you are watching how to do something. Hair, eyelashes. Some people, when you see their eyelashes, you can tell. They learn it from YouTube. It is like... Yeah. So when someone says I'm so busy, it depends on what's important to them. When you are, it doesn't matter how busy you are, you will always have time for what you value. I'm studying, so I can't do outreach. But you, you're studying, you were were on the phone, or you had a a girlfriend you were always spending hours with. You had time to be kissing for long. So, if you actually love the Lord, you have time for the Lord. So winning points to something. Anyone who does so winning is an indication or is indicative of the fact that you have met Jesus. Why would people read so? Because the reason why people, if true so winning, the real drive and motivation behind true so winning is an encounter with Jesus. Oh, when you meet Jesus, you are, it doesn't matter how gentle you are, how private you are. You can't keep it to yourself. That Jesus you claim to have met, which you can't talk, uh, who, whom you can't talk about, is a different Jesus from the one we are preaching in church. It's a bad Jesus. I'm going to say it again. That's a very strong... That Jesus you say you have met, whom you are so ashamed to mention, you can't talk about. You have to hide it's not the Jesus we are that, that saved the church. Because the one that saved the church, even if they put a gun on you, don't mention it. It's like he's sounding louder in your heart than the gun on your mind. What kind of believership is this? That can't talk about Jesus. Ah, ah, Shabi, nawao. What where, where kind of believer is this? What type of believer is this? You can't talk about Jesus. And this Americanized charismatic move has raised a generation of church shoppers and hoppers who come to church for shopping to claim prosperity and what God can do for them, but not what they can do for God. That's why the if God should put a meter, He should have done this. That there's a meter to measure level of sacrifice on anybody. Everybody. Some of you, your own will be negative. Negative. It's red. Red. It's like the normal sacrifice that I've been. Your own has gone low. You have now even eaten into other people's own. Dent. No level of sacrifice. always what to go? What is God going to do for me? What is God going to do for me? What's in it for me? What's in it for me? There's always something in it for you. But as well, he didn't call you just because of that. So there's no clearer evidence that you've met Jesus than when you begin to tell people about Jesus. Number two, the reason why evidence of soul winning is what makes people win souls is uh, when you win soul, it shows that you have the Holy Spirit. Tongues is not the biggest sign of having the Holy Spirit. Can I say that again? Tongues is not the biggest sign that you have the Holy Spirit. Hmm, Pastor, I don't understand that. Haven't I mean, you know people who are speaking in tongues and still watching pornography? They are this It has become like a second language to many people. It's a, some of us tongues have become like exclamation mark, exclamation, exclamation uh, uh, mark. Exclamation! Hey, shaka <laughs> Tongues in itself. I'm about to. Oh wow! Thank you, Jesus. I'm about to make a very good statement. Thank you, Jesus. Tongues in itself doesn't carry intellectual meaning. The meaning, oh. The meaning of tongues comes to play based on the one speaking the tongues. So somebody can be speaking in tongues. You see sometimes, you see children. It doesn't mean anything. Some of them are not even born again. Yeah. See, we are praying the children. it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean that. Let us not celebrate the children speaking in tongues. There's nothing wrong with that. It's because just yes, they are so saying it. Because tongues in itself doesn't have any meaning. It only carries spiritual weight based on the one speaking, spiritual state, and connectivity with Jesus, the Holy Spirit. So they all began to speak in tongues. At the Holy Spirit, Acts chapter two verse four. At the Holy Spirit gave them. It is the Holy Spirit in it. But according to First Corinthians chapter fourteen verse two, it says that anyone who speaks in tongues does not speak to men. But speaks to God. No one understands him. But that's not even as serious as the verse 13 and 14. That if I speak in tongues, my understanding is simple. It says that, for if I pray in unknown tongues, my spirit prays, but my understanding is not. Un- so when I'm praying for people to receive Holy Spirit baptism, I always tell them, stop thinking of what to say. Yeah. Because the strength of tongues is not in the intellectual realm. Yeah. So you can't even do. It. Yeah, that's, that's tongues. But it is determined, its quality as tongues is determined by what is happening in your spirit. You're, are you engaging your spirit? Because when I speak in tongues, my understanding is unfruitful. So that's, it, does, it doesn't engage thinking. Tongues is not based on intellect. So, the clearest sign of the Holy Spirit is not because you spoke in tongues. Because you can say, how many of you have spoken in tongues without thinking about it before? Yeah. Oh, we do it always. I spoke in tongues. But really, is it yes or no? Yes. Maybe, maybe it's not. It's all. So, some, some of us have spoken in tongues when you didn't mean it. Because it's, it's like, it's so much part of you. Sometimes, like the way someone says, oh, gee. Did the people say that? Oh, gee. Yeah. Uh, um, what? The, huh? Gosh, gosh! That thing I don't understand. Oh my gosh! Oh my god! Oh my days! Good. So some people, when they some people who speak in tongues, instead of saying "Oh my days," and is it bad? It's not. That out of the abundance of the heart. What has preoccupied you? What 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 your life is like? flows out natural without, I've been speak, I've spoken in tongues when I was asleep before. When I was in second I've said this over and over. I've been, I've quoted scriptures when I was asleep. Because my, I was preoccupied with this thing so much. It doesn't mean I'm anointed. But it has preoccupied, some of you have, have, have said things when you are asleep. You've said all kinds of things. So, what I'm trying to say is that the clearest, one of the clearest signs that a person is indwelt by the Holy Spirit is when you see the unique one main assignment of the Holy Spirit being played out in the person's life. Not even character. The Holy Spirit's number one assignment is not to come and reform our character. He said when he comes, he will teach the world, he will take what is mine and give it to you. He will reveal chapter 16 of John. The job of the Holy Spirit is number one. His biggest job is to is the revealer of Christ. He's the revealer of Christ. That is why Jesus said, going to the world and preach the gospel, right? Matthew chapter 28 verse 18. The great commission has become the great omission. Going to the world to pray and preach the gospel. Just before he left them. He said, go into the world and preach the gospel. In Mark chapter 16 from verse 15, he said, go into the world and make disciples. He said, go. He said, go. But in Luke chapter 20, 20, 24, verse 49, he said, wait in Jerusalem. Ah, but sure we show you should go. But he said, wait, go. No, wait. I said, go. But wait before you go. Why? Because you don't carry what it takes to tell people about me. There's only one person. Personality that can reveal Jesus. Wait until you are endured with power. So in Acts chapter four, chapter 1, verse 4, when they have assembled, he told them not to depart. Ah! He told them not to depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Holy Spirit. And then verse 5, he says that, look at the verse 5. For John to be baptized, but not many men shall be baptized by the Holy Ghost. That's why you should wait. Wait, don't go and preach. 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 Jesus even didn't attempt to preach without the Holy Spirit coming. He never preached any gospel, any message until the Holy Spirit came. So that means that the Holy Spirit, when he comes, his main job is to reveal Jesus. Reveal Jesus to the world. In fact, in John chapter, chapter 16... He said he will convict the world of sin. You, you, you can't convict anyone. You can convince them, but they will not be convicted. You can argue and convince people. They say, oh yeah, yeah, I agree, I agree, but you know, no, no, this is not for me, this is not for me. But even when you are not able to convince them, the Holy Spirit can convict them. They are not convinced, but they know this, this thing. I just have to do it. I, how many of you ever got, you were not convinced about some things, but you are convicted. You need that this thing. You have to do the God thing. So the Holy Spirit, he said, he will convict the world of sin. Convict the world of sin. Just well, saying that you have the Holy Spirit, or when you tell people about Jesus, not about yourself. Not about yourself. Your testimony is good, but I can't save anybody. I used to be a thief. And I've stopped. So what? There are a lot of people who are thieves and stopped too. Yeah, yeah. I'm not born again. Yes, yeah, nice Jesus changed my life. That's good. Put it on Jesus. Don't tell people about Jesus. Preach Jesus. Yes, sir. Bible said, Philip in Acts chapter 8, verse 5. He went down to Samaria and preached Christ to them. He said, We preach Christ crucified. The Christian message is we preach Christ crucified. I need someone needs to understand because Saturday we are stepping out. So it's an evidence that you have met Jesus. In Mark chapter 5, verse 18, 19, and 20. Very nice one. I just like that. This man who was in the tomb got healed. And then, and when he got into the boat, he he watch this he who had been demon possessed does it sound like somebody here many many people here right demon of lies had possessed you for so long demon of fornication had possessed you for so long demon of masturbation had 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 possessed you for so long demon of bitterness had demon of jealousy demon of alcoholism Yes, demon of girls, demon of gambling, demons. She had been deli- he had the one who had been delivered from the demon said, prayed. He was begging Jesus that I want to be with you. I just want to be. You see, when you are really made, Jesus, you just want to be in church. The people who are struggling, we have to f- fight you. Yeah. He said, I want to be with Jesus. He was begging. Be-. You have to beg for the opportunity to be in church. Stop thinking that coming to church, you are doing it for the leader or the pastor or some people. Especially those who are following you up. You think you have done them a favor. By coming to church, you don't know how you have done yourself a favor and delivered yourself from fever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. so, his response hey jesus you never think jesus would have said that however jesus did not permit him but said to him go home to your friends <laughs> go home he didn't say go and start partying and start afronation again with them he said go home to, <laughs> and tell them what great things the lord jesus has done for you and how he has come and this man went to Decapolis. Metropolis. Metropole. Police has to do with city. Deca. Ten. Decapolis. Ten cities. This man departed and began to proclaim in Decapolis all that Jesus had done for him. See? That's what Jesus said. Instead of sitting in church and feeling good, cool, step out there and go and lose that ass. And if anyone has the audacity to ask you, what are you preaching? Tell them, the master has need of the people. Wow. Thank you. Yeah. Hallelujah. In the book of Luke chapter 15, verse 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, and 7, and then we take it from verse 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, and 15. I I know you like that scripture. I knew it. Then drew near unto him all the publicans and sinners. Ah, to hear him. This is nice. The publicans, the sinners came to hear him. Then there's a problem. Look at the next verse. Ah, no, Pharisees. And and the Pharisees and the scribe murmured, saying, this man receives sinners and eats with them. Receive sinners. The pastor, I said we shouldn't go to Ayanapa. Where is see If he was doing an Anapa with them, he wasn't doing what they were doing. They came to listen to him. verse 1. Do you near unto him? They came near to hear him, not to teach him. But you, the friends, are teaching you. They have re- recently sent you a new link to another site. Block them and just start telling me, I can't leave my friends, I can't leave my friends. But they are leading you away from Christ. If you can't change them, space them. Don't be moved by people's complaints. Let me tell you, we were all in the world. I was in the world before I got born again. And I've survived any kind of backslide, I never backslidden once. I've always, listen, I've always been on fire. This thing start yesterday. Hey. Hey. This is fire. This is fire. This is fire. This is fire. I've been on fire more than the age of many of you here. Yeah. On fire. So I've got something to say to you from my teenage years. I've not backslided. So when I talk, listen to me. Some have backslided. Don't listen to them. So when we tell you you have to know how to manage friends, we are not saying that being antisocial. If they're defining antisocial, so be it. Some of you, when you dress, your, your wig is so nice. But another person body is saying, What is this? Is there a problem? Is there a problem? So the point what I'm making is that the point I'm making is that where if you want to last in the, your work with God, don't downplay company. Don't trivialize the importance of company. Oh, my friends, uh, 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 you, people say naive things, naive things like, me, I know what I'm about, so I won't let anybody influence What is the usefulness of a mind that cannot be influenced? Every mind is accessible to change. You think you won't change your mind and because you have not seen some things. or You have not heard some things. Am I preaching at all? Yeah. You can never be born so born again, your old nature is completely annihilated. No. No. The things you used to like, you still have a craving for them, but just yes, that you don't know. Yeah. That's why you're born again, but you are still putting your weight. What I'm making is He said, Go back to your friends and tell them about Jesus. Talk to your friends. Don't run away from them. They'll run away from you if you're hot. They'll run away from you. you they'll say, But you have abandoned us. No, you rather. Why have you? The church group is still there, but you're formed another, another one without only me. Because they know Angel Mary is coming. Angel Gabriel is coming. That's a compliment. That's a compliment. That's a compliment. You, you should be so hot. Not everybody will be able to, should be able to say some things in your presence. Yeah. Anybody who knows you shouldn't dare cross some line. You will preach that devil out of them. When Jesus lives in you and walks for God and speaks about Jesus, it gets to a time. People have to excuse you. Excuse, ask for it to be excused to say some things in your presence. People who you who are far similar to you may say, oh, excuse me, because they respect something you carry. So, when you preach the gospel, it's because there's a Holy Spirit in you. So, he so said, Go and tell them, uh, okay, let's grab the scribes com- are com- complaining. Let's go to the next verse and he speaks this parable saying. What man of you having a hundred sheep, if he loses one of them, does not leave the 90, 90, 99 in the wilderness and go after the one which is lost until he finds it? And when he, found, when he has found it, he lays it on his shoulders, rejoicing. Ha! And when he comes home, he calls together his friends and neighbors saying to them, Rejoice with me! For I found my sheep which was lost. I say to you, likewise, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repented than over 99 just persons who need no repentance. That, that, that means that anyone who is in church, and is, that's cool. But one person who is now coming causes reactions in heaven, excitement in heaven. This is, these are the words of Jesus. Jesus people, please, let's take Jesus words Take Jesus, if you're a Christian, I put it to you. Take Jesus. Don't worry, I'm a Christian. I'm a Christian. Take Jesus serious. That's what makes you a Christian. And how do you take Jesus serious? You take him by his words. Before you start claiming what he should do for you, take what he has said and obey it. One of the signs, one of the reasons why we do baptism, we do uh, uh, outreach, uh, soul winning. It, the, the evidence of soul winning is the Possession of faith. Possession of faith. And walk in obedience. So we need an expression of faith. So we need an expression of obedience. So we need an expression. Someone who whose mind is not just on now, but knows that there's a day coming. There's a day coming. There's a day coming. There's a day of reckoning. There's a day of reward. There's a day of accountability. There's a day coming. 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 Angels rejoice. Luke chapter 12, verse 8. I say to you, whosoever confesses before men, him the son of man will also confess before. There's angels. Angels are always interested in this soul winning thing. He like said before angels. And so the Bible said the angels in Luke chapter 15, the angels rejoice because one sinner has been saved. Can you imagine when the angels are rejoicing, for Pharisees are complaining. Don't be intimidated by other Christians who, who attack you when you are trying to outreach. It's usually they are Pharisees. They are Pharisees. Don't say anything. Look at them and say, Wow, I've seen a Pharisee for the first time in my eyes. Wow. More than they are They say, I also go to church, but we don't, we don't have to come on the street and, and meet. Mm, Pharisee. They, they murmured against Jesus for receiving sinners. They were remembering. But angels were rejoicing. The angels were doing praise and worship and their memory. And they believed that they were the right spiritual people. All right, let's go to the next one. Verse 8 to 15, quickly. Or what woman, having ten silver coins, if she loses one coin, does not light a candle, sweep the house, and search carefully until she finds it? And when she had found it, she calls her friends and neighbors together saying, rejoice with me, uh-huh, for I have found the peace which I lost. Likewise, I say unto you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. If anyone asks you, why are you doing this? Tell them, the Lord has need of this. In John chapter 4, we like talking about the woman at the well. God, verse 24, God is the spirit and whoever worships Him, my worship is spirit and all that. And then they, she, went, she left the basket, went to town and went and brought the people. And so when she went, while she was away, the disciples of Jesus had now returned from town, from, uh, uh, um, from the shopping center, from West, Westfield with food. So when they, when they came, they brought Jesus from verse 34, 35 and then at this point the disciples okay, they brought him food. But Jesus said, uh, I have food to eat. And they were saying, ah. they, they saw the woman. So did the woman bring him food or something? But Jesus said, my food is to do the will of people who sent me. And, and, to, and to finish his work. That's my food. That's my breakthrough. That's my designer. That's what my pride. Is to do this thing. That's more important to me. So you guys have just finished. You are going to the Westfield for fashion. I'm going to Westfield for so winning no no does that mean there's anything wrong going on no that's not what I'm, I'm saying because Jesus will eat later but look at this verse. look at the next verse this is serious it makes me want to shake do you not say there are still four months and then comes the harvest behold I say to you lift up your eyes and look at the fields for they are already whitened for harvest you are thinking your breakthrough is next year but I'm telling you it's this year It is connected to your soul winning approach. Your soul winning step is what links you to your biggest breakthrough in life. You are thinking about one way where God is going to give you scholarship. Another way God is going to make you meet your husband. I'm going to give you a wife. And get a job. A miracle job. Healing. But he said, you are thinking about something. Think, there's a way to do it. I'm telling you, if the harvest is ripe, this is the time. The fields are white. So then, anyone can step. Now look at this. Look at the next verse. Just today. And he who refused. See where your bread to coming from? He said the harvest is ready. He who reaps will receive wages. He who reaps receives wages and gathers fruit for eternal life. That both he sows, both he who sows, and he who reaps rejoices together. He who reaps receives wages. Let's all say that together. He who reaps receives wages. Say it again. He who reaps. Receives wages. Say it very loudly. He who reaps receives wages. He who reaps receives wages. Saturday, we are stepping out to go and reap. Yeah. So don't be demanding miracles from God until you have some reaping to show that reaped. You finish your job. Uh, you, brought, you brought a carpenter to come and fix your door. He comes, he said it to take five hours. So you left him in the house. He was there. When he finished, he said, Okay, can I have my you check that he hasn't done in the job and he's asking for pay? Ah ah. Would you pay such a person? Yes. Your tie was flat. You took it to the tie guys to fix it. After you left it with them, you came back. Or you were going to do shopping, you left your car for the valet guys. You came back, it's as dirty as you left it. And they say, pay me. Would you pay that? No. Jesus said, the wages are connected to your reaping. He who reaps. So, when you are coming for your pay, he will ask you, Where, what have you what's, what's, what's the harvest? Bring the harvest and collect your pay. Bring the harvest and collect your miracle. Bring the harvest and collect your husband. Some of you husbands are tied like a donkey. Wow. Yeah. I'm not saying the one you're going to preach is the one going to be your husband. No, 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 no. But it's the one you're going to preach to is going to be your coupon. It's your coupon to claim, you know, token. The car pack, they'll give you a token at the bridge or... Uh, John, John waiters, that's the people. They'll give you green token so that you don't have to pay for the car, but when you go, you just put it, then allow you to go. So, you are not taking, you can't take that thing home. It's a um, token. You, you need voucher. You can't do anything with voucher, but it is, it's very as valid as the item you want. You can't do anything. Watch this. Personally with your soul, you go and win. Don't worry, I, I brought him to church, so he's going to be my friend. I brought him to church. Hey! Stay out of that. It's not for you. You bring the soul and that is your coupon for your wages. Uh... Shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. He who reaps, receives wages. He didn't say he who receives prayer, receives wages. He'll receive prophets, all those things have their place, but Jesus has put his endorsement. He finished saying this and said, I approve this myself. He said, And look at the beautiful thing, he said, I am sending you to go and reap from other people's harvest. Look at the next verse, I sent you to reap, for, to reap for which you have not labored. That donkey that has been tied. God has already been working on it. The boyfriend had already broken the heart. You he didn't make it happen. So her heart is ready. Her heart is ready because she's broken already. Her heart is ready. So when you met her, start talking to her about Jesus. She felt like, no idea that nobody loves me. Say He died for you. Suddenly, her heart is already ready. You didn't sow it, but you're going to reap it. Now you're coming to use it as your coupon. For your wages. I feel like preaching. Let the speak. Thank you, Jesus. Finally, don't attempt to go and preach without Holy Spirit. Nah. If you go and preach to a wind souls without the Holy Spirit, you'll be like a hollow-spirited person. Hollow. Hollow. That's where The devils can get an advantage over you. What am I trying to say? It's prayer. Don't be afraid of anybody. It's not your job. He's already gone ahead. He said, I'm sending you to reap from what you have not sown. I sent you. So I sent you to reap that for which you have not labored. Others have labored and you have entered into their labors. So it's the Holy Spirit who guide us. Don't exempt yourself because the harvest is ripe. I know what you are thinking, but I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know what I would say. I'm a, very, I'm, a very, I'm a very shy person. Oh, you are not the only one. Most of us are very shy. But it's the Holy Spirit who does the same. So. He's not shy. I'm shy, but he's not shy. So, yeah, well, Holy Spirit's over to you. That's why you pray and let the Holy Spirit do you and be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. So you are not on your way. You are not ignorant, and yet the Holy Spirit is also with you. Did you receive something? Thank you for listening to this message by David Entry. You're welcome to Connect with David Entry on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter and LinkedIn. You can also find more life-changing messages from Carriage Church on YouTube and all relevant streaming platforms. Don't forget to subscribe, like and share this message. Be blessed.